Welcome back to the AIM Podcast. Today we sit down with a very special guest, Austin Armstrong. Guys, I could honestly not say enough good things about this guy. Austin has had such a big impact on me. I was actually able to live with him and the rest of the guys in Florida over the summer and got to get to know him very well. And so this is a very fun episode for me. I, I know we say this a lot, and I'm so grateful for all the incredible guests that we've been able to have on the show, but this episode is very special. You guys are going to get to hear it firsthand. Austin is honestly one of the wisest people I've ever met at this age, and it's so crazy to see the way that God speaks through him and works through his life. You guys will get to hear stories, his heart, his perspective on so many important things. And I cannot wait for so many people to be affected in a positive way by the conversation that you're about to hear. But before we dive in, guys, I know I recently announced my next challenge, which is running the 100 miler in December. I'm so excited to test my limits. I'm so excited to see what my body and my mind and my spirit is capable of. And the training has gotten intense. There's a ton of volume ramping up the miles on the runs and still pushing it pretty heavy in the gym. So I really have to take care of my recovery. Two of the things, guys, two of the things that are staples in my recovery practice are Kaizos supplements. For my ligaments, my connective tissue, I'm doing a ton of running, a ton of lifting. I need to make sure I'm strengthening my ligaments, my tendons, my connective tissue. I'm using our grass-fed, unflavored, hydrolyzed collagen. It mixes so well. Honestly, I've never seen a collagen mix this well. I, I literally am not saying this because I, I own the company, but I really believe it. And it just it makes whatever you put it in taste that much better. Not from a taste, taste perspective, but just a a full-on texture perspective, and it's honestly the real deal. And then obviously our staple product, our Healthy Recovery Cocoa Mix, that has been helping me have better quality sleep, and that is where you get the most recovery. So guys, I know I talk about it on the show a lot, but I'm telling you it's the real deal. It's truly helping me in my process and my journey, and I just wanted to help you as well. So head over to kaizos.co, K-A-I-Z-O-S, Co, or you can go into the show notes of this episode and use code AIMPODCAST at checkout for 25% off. I want to make sure you guys are taken care of because I love this community that we're building and I'm so grateful for every single person that identifies with ambition and mind in what we are building. Guys, let's keep crushing it. Let's get after it. Let's dive right into this episode. Without further ado, Austin Armstrong. Austin, thank you so much for coming on the AIM podcast. It's good to be here, bro. I've, I've heard so much about it, and I'm, I'm excited. Let's get it. Dude, I am just, one, really grateful for you. Um, just even taking the time out of your busy day, your busy life. This is a crazy season of life for a lot of us, but especially you with everything you have going on. So I just want to first off say thank you for coming on. And, and I'm really pumped to share more of your story and talk about some of the cool things that God is doing in your life and hopefully can impact and encourage other people. Dude, well, one of the things uh, that we've always said in the house was like, if it impacts the kingdom, then stop everything you're doing and give it some time. And I've seen everything that you've been doing with this stuff and don't even, don't even, it's not even a question. It's like, of course, let's do it. 
Let's go, man. That means a lot to me, man. And I'm, I'm really excited too, even with, you know, what I feel like God's put on my heart with this, with this podcast to be able to do more in-person episodes. This dynamic is so much more fun and enjoyable than, than over the screen. Obviously, I'm grateful for both methods, but this is really special. Dude, it's fun. Let's go. I'm excited. Well, dude, before we dive into your story, which I'm really excited to unpack and hear more about, you know, your childhood and, and what led up to where you are right now, I want to know, do you think it was an accident that God gave you the last name Armstrong? <laughs> Checking my sleeve. I just, for the YouTube, they can see the. Ah, uh, you <laughs> know, I, I don't know. I, I have no clue. I think I think words have power, and I think it's been spoken so much over the times. You you get where I'm going over with that. You know what I mean? No. I just I had to give you a hard time. I love it. It's <laughs> it's fitting though because you are you're incredible. I, I appreciate dude, it. I appreciate it. Thank and you. It's super cool. And and getting a chance to last weekend, guys, we got to um, go to your dad's house. And work with your dad on a, on a really project, fun. which was so fun. And I'm sure we'll talk about him more in a little bit. But he's a very fit dude. So I can tell there's some genetic, you know, some genetic goodness from him as well. <laughs> dude, it's all Jesus, man. It's all Jesus. That's what my dad will say, too. Because my dad is like 60, I think he's 67. Which is crazy. And he, he looks 40. <laughs> I know. He literally looks 40. Because when Doug was over, he was like, yo. Or I asked him, I said, Doug, how old do you think my dad is? And uh, he's like, yo, you like 40s, 50, maybe 52, something like that. I'm like, you know, I'm like, dad, how old are you? And he's like, 67. Doug's like, Insane. what? And Doug is super into health and everything too. So he yep. was standing there like asking my dad questions for the next hour. He's like, so what do you do, man? Like, what's your secret? <laughs> my was, dad's like, bro, I just work. I just work. You like eat yeah. stuff. <laughs> Dude, I could tell. Well, I've been watching the show, The Blue Zones. It's on Netflix. It's very popular right now, but... Just the big things they take away. It's not going hard, super super hard at the gym or having the strictest diet. It's like just being healthy and active and like, you know, never stopping. And I can tell your dad has a lot of just healthy practices in his life. Yeah. Just from that short interaction. But dude is a beast. Dude, that's <laughs> that. Uh, God's been giving me this uh, word for the probably the past like six months where he said consistency equals life. Mm. Right. Where literally the literal thing that keeps you powered has to have consistency wow. to keep you alive. And my dad has not stopped working <laughs> ever since he came. So we moved to our property and uh, the property he lives at now, or we used to live at um, in like 2001. And he has not stopped working ever since then. And I keep telling him, I'm like, dad, you need to take a break. You need to like move. You need to get out of there. But then he's like, bro, this is what keeps me alive. And I'm like, you know, you got a point. I love you so much. And I want you here on this earth a lot longer than this. So you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I love that, bro. I love that. It's funny too with the Armstrong thing is you have been a very competitive but also successful arm wrestler in your career so far. I, a decent amount, a decent amount of people. <laughs> I had an idea for you, bro. And listen, this is just me picking. I didn't know this idea. is where this was going. Okay. No, no, we won't. We won't go super deep here. But it is an idea I wanted to share with you. How cool would it be if you held? a celebrity arm wrestling tournament for like charity or something. That'd be so fun. I think you could kill that. That'd be interesting. I, honestly, because bro, well, that would be really interesting. I feel like- The Armstrong arm wrestling tournament. I, I feel like I definitely would get smacked. There's gonna be that one sleeper that comes in there and just gets it done. But if it was for charity or for some other thing, I think it'd be super fun. You can make it fun. Cause ever like my dad was a professional arm wrestler. And so- Wait, stop. Yeah, so like- I did not know that. Well, that's, that's the reason- I I swear I didn't know that. Yeah, 
yeah like he, he like he was a professional bodybuilder and he arm wrestled like that was their thing growing yeah. up and so he taught us so i grew up arm wrestling and I've, I've lost once and it was a bad bet i got too hungry <laughs> oh, no. and i didn't do i did i got excited i didn't go through the steps i was supposed to go through and i lost once uh but uh yeah we, we just grew up doing it so i think that would be fun Dude, I think that's a great idea. We should we should talk more about that offline. I think that would that would be really interesting. No, that would be sick, especially if you brought in the charity element. But dude, I want to I want to dive into your background. Obviously, you know there are many people that are familiar with you through social media and what you've been um, really gracious to put out on yourself and the things that God's put on your heart through content. But I want to I want to peel back some layers and learn more about your childhood and some of the things that you know. I would love to just hear a little bit more about what it was like growing up. I know you're you're from the area. You're from Florida. What was your childhood like and how do you think that's kind of, you know, impacted where you are currently? Um, my childhood was way different than most people's. I know there's a lot of people who was home who were homeschooled, right? But I for one was homeschooled. I lived out in the country, literally out in the middle of nowhere, so where we had 10 acres out in the middle of Florida. And it was full of many days not doing school because I didn't really want to do school and more so building things and being creative and riding horses and we had animals and like it was a very free spirit lifestyle and uh in the middle of that a dramatic opposite we grew up doing acting right so in the middle of the country boy lifestyle I had a city boy work like a city boy job. And so I would go out and do commercials with my dad. It wasn't even anything, it wasn't anything crazy extravagant. It was like Disney commercials and the fun little things. <laughs> um, but it was, it was a very free spirited lifestyle through, I, I taught myself how to play guitar and music and it was just full of creativity. Um, but it definitely set into motion one of like, one of my heart's desires was to be creative and be growing and, 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 um, just be the most that I could be in Christ. It definitely, it definitely like impacted that a lot. It's so interesting. You know, we, I'm fortunate. We've had on a lot of really awesome guests on the show and most of them have been high performers, high achievers, but it's so cool to peel back the layers and understand how did this all start? Like, you know, you didn't just wake up one day with your following or your platform or, you know, your abilities, or your creativity. It, it started somewhere and it built on itself. And so hearing more about your childhood and, you know, what kind of went into that is interesting. I want to know, like, how did your parents play a role in that? Because obviously there was decisions that they, they made intentionally to maybe keep you outside of traditional schooling and do homeschooling or, you know, raise you on a more rural area. Like, how did your parents' interactions with you as a young child or in, in your childhood impact, like, who you are today, you think? It impacted me in a massive, massive way. And one of the biggest things was the patience that they had for everything that we went through. It says in the Bible that patience is a virtue, right? And that stuck with me. And ever since I was little, my mom always was like, like I was just a really silent kid, right? I I really didn't have an opinion or say anything until I was like 13, 14 years old. I always would just listen. And through that, no one could really hurt me too much. No one could really like, like my patience was on a, on a different level because my dad would instill in me like, like you're patient, you're patient. Wow, you're patient. It's almost like when you're encouraging somebody to, to like be something, even though you only see a little bit of it, you glorify that little bit so that 
it draws it out of you. Sure. And I remember when I was little being like really frustrated with like creative projects and I always wanted to be like a carpenter and build things. And when I would get really frustrated, I'd keep working and keep working. I'd push past it a little bit. And my dad would notice that little bit of growth in me and be like, wow, you're really patient. I noticed those little things that you've worked through. And my little kid brain was like, I am patient. Whoa. And then I'll, I'll like my patience was all of a sudden doubled because of the little light that was brought in. And so through my mom and her diligence and tediousness and my dad and his patience and allowing us to choose different things, like we might not have been, we might have hopped around a little bit. Like I wanted to play soccer, I wanted to play basketball, baseball, whatever it was. But my dad always was like, keep trying, mm. keep pushing, keep going, no matter what your circumstance is. And like, dude, my dad's wow. so much into this. No matter what your circumstance is, don't let anything hinder your personality or who you are or your integrity. It is unwavering in the middle of all those things. And them believing in me that much, like there is not a time where I look back in my life and I'm like, man, my parents didn't believe in me. Bro, they believe in me so much. And I remember like, I remember being a little kid. I was like, dad, when I get older, I'm not gonna have any problem with money. I'm not gonna have any problem with that. It wasn't in a cocky way. It was just like, I'm so confident in what you've taught me to be wow. and my creativity that I'm not gonna have any problem with it. And he's like, you know what? I believe you. He said that. He's like, you know what? I believe you. And it's almost like, it was almost like that he installed something in me. I threw it back at him and then he pushed it back another level and pushed me higher. Wow. How cool is that? It's great leadership. He's, it's great leadership. And he goes, and so, it, so if you look at that process from the very beginning, this is, this is also something really good if you're trying to like build somebody up. Sure. Because looking at this process changes so, so very much. And it's, that's why it says build each other up. In the Bible, it says build each other up. Don't tear each other down with words. But he might see something little and say, wow, you're good at that. I might build that up in myself and be like, look, dad, this is what I said I was going to do and I'm going to do it. He says, you know what? You're right. And I go, he believes in me. I'm taking this thing to another level. It's so, so very important. That inspiration and that speaking life into people, bro, it changed Good. a lot. It changed a lot. And I pull on those things. I almost feel like inside of me, I'm big Austin right now. But inside of me, I'm still like my roots are identical to where if you look inside of my spirit, inside of my soul, it's a little Austin sitting there pulling from the things that my dad said and pulling on the things that my that my God gave me when I was little wow. and drawing from those things. That is incredible, bro. And it's so cool to hear you explain that with such a genuineness and such a belief. I, I can I believe you because of how much you believe in yourself <laughs> just saying that, you know what I mean? But what's crazy though, None of that matters if you don't have respect for your dad. And so his character is the reason that equation even works. Yes! But the cool thing about it is you still you have those similar qualities that I'm sure your dad instilled in you and that the reason you believe in him, because I if you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. You know, obviously, if I feel like God's called me to do that. But like, that's something we should talk about, too, because without, you know, your dad being the person he is giving you that confidence, it wouldn't mean anything if you didn't trust him, if you didn't believe in him, if you didn't have a genuine, like, this, this dude has my best interest at heart. So that's an interesting element of that as well. Bro, it's a cycle of life. That is, that is a life-giving cycle right there. Like, you can't have one without the other. For me to have that, you have to have this. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. 
100%, man. That That's really special. I want to... I loved hearing about the kind of the impact your parents had on you and, and how that's transformed you and matured you and giving you this confidence and obviously just life and to continue to build on what you're doing. But growing up in that environment, I'm sure was very, there was a lot of pros and cons, obviously, with anything in life. There was a lot of pros. You, lear- you learned, you're more hands-on, you're more creative, you had time to be patient. But maybe from a social element, how did that impact you? Because like, I know you say you, you were quiet as a kid, but you were one of the most charismatic, fun to be around, energetic guys. But obviously... That probably didn't happen overnight. How did you kind of morph into you know the social person you are growing up in that environment? That is interesting. It's funny because every time you meet somebody, they're like, "Oh, you're a homeschooler." <laughs> well, you're not awkward at all. I'm First like, off, why does that have a negative connotation? I don't. Know? Well, okay. So the negative connotation is you really didn't get schooling. Right. Okay. So homeschooling, it's like there's a quotation mark next to it because it's like, all right, you really didn't get schooling. You just kind of just lived life, and there's no school. And in some elements, that is true. There's a lot of different elements of that where I did not get as much schooling and I used to be super insecure about this. My reading is not the greatest. My writing is not the greatest. My math is not the greatest. Um, so there are elements to that that are very, very true. But there are also different sides of it with communication where, yes, we might we weren't like we weren't as schooled in books per se, which we, we still had all of that. Um, there was another element where, well, yeah, we were out in the world. We did acting. We we had to communicate with high le- higher level communication with uh, directors and, and schooling and all of these different things where I, I used to joke with my siblings and be like, guys, I cannot communicate with somebody my own age. Like, I would rather sit down with a guy in his high level 50s talking about intricate stuff than kids having witty conversation because I just can't do it. I literally can't do it. But we were we were able to communicate like on a on a mature level, but not in the fun, fun way where it's like younger sure. kids. Um, so through those, I think we were our, our situation was a little bit different. We didn't just have homeschooling. We were out in the world as well. And the acting happened like two to three times a week. Sure. So yes, we might've been home, but then also we were out at Disney. My dad was an acting coach for five years. And so we were all over the place communicating that way and kind of world schooled as my dad would call it. Dude, I love that. And that, so you would say that's where, you know, in, in acting and the different activities were involved and that's where you started to begin building real friendships with people your age and around your age yeah and and all of that kind of communication stuff but even then even then i didn't i I wasn't super like extroverted like i was very very introvert um not on an awkward level just i just didn't care (laughs) i really didn't like you have all this drama going on i'm like guys i couldn't care less i want to go build something i'll be over here by myself creating some kind of whatever whatever it is right and um, it wasn't till, and, and honestly, it made me tired. I was really, I was an extrovert. So the more I communicated, I just got tired. And then one day I was like, I'm tired of being tired. So I just started choosing. I literally just started choosing being extroverted and ran. I just, I, I, I knew what a muscle was. So I knew that if you put pressure on a muscle, eventually it gets stronger. And so uh, I was an introvert that started working out mentally and I started just pushing to the boundaries. I'd push to where I'd get dead tired, stop. Wait till I had more energy, push again. Push, 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 push. Now eventually, I just can't stop talking. <laughs> I love that, dude. It's a lot of energy to put out, but I will say, since I kind of converted over, I am an extrovert with a battery life. 
mm. to where I will come to the to the end and then I want to be my myself <laughs> and then just relax for a second. Dude, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I just I, chose it. I love how you put that because I think there's I think that can be applied to so many things in life. People listening, and I'm sure there are different things. Maybe in their life, they're like, I'd really love to improve this, but I don't really know how. Sometimes we have to, you know, we try to overcomplicate it. Like sometimes you just have to do it. Hundred percent. Like literally, just boil it down to just like Dude, taking one step from the other, and like I you said, just chipping away. That. Taking taking what you have. Most people, most people, mistake, or most people go through growing the wrong way. You don't need to have all the tools to grow. You don't need to have all the tools to start. You need to take what you have and start now. God says we're not promised tomorrow. How do you know you're going to wake up tomorrow? You so don't. Good. You take it for granted. You might not wake up tomorrow. So I learned this in videography a long time ago, which was like the greatest videographers and the greatest minds, they started when they had their $20 digital camera from Walmart and just started vil- like filming stuff. When all of these people now have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment, but they still can't get going. And that's because the mindset is, well, when I have this, then I'll start. When I have that, then I'll start. Just get in the game to get good at it. You have to get in the game to get good at it. And even with live stream, I talk to a lot of people who are like, oh, when I have this backdrop, then I'll start. When I have this all prepared, then I'll go. I'm just saying, no, 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 no. Live stream is your training ground. That is your boot camp. That's your training ground. You go on there and mess up. You go on there and try, find out all the different ways to communicate things and find out the different games that work and the different communication skills that are successful. Don't try them off screen and then go to see if they work. That is doubling your time. Just get in the game to get good at it, literally with anything. I love that, man. It's, it's awesome to listen to podcasts, to read books, to have conversations, but until you're actually in the game applying it, you're, there are just so many things you're never going to pick up or truly learn until you're actually doing it. 100%. I got a little illustration for you. Ready? I love your illustration. Your car broke down. Your car broke down. It's broken. The AC doesn't work. Hypothetically. Did you ever get that fixed, by the way? I, I actually, this is a story that's really relevant because this is my current situation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, picture, picture your car broke down. And then I'm going to give you two options. Somebody, two options on a man that can fix it. Somebody that's been in school for the past five years, know the ins and outs of literally everything. Knows everything like on paper about the car. He's never touched the car before. Or a guy who's never been to school, but has been working on those cars for the past five years, every day having his hands in it. Not a single part of me is going to be like, oh, I'll take the guy that's on paper. I said, give me the guy that had his hands on it. 100%. I don't care about your degree. I don't care about like what kind of stars you got on Yelp. Like just whatever you got. If you've been in this working in there on that thing for the past five years, give me that guy. Because I'd rather, I'd rather the guy who activated what he learned than the guy who's too scared to jump. Come on, bro. That's so true. So true, man. I love that. I love that. I want to bring it back a little bit to, to the friendship element of, you know, you starting to get into acting, you're meeting people. What, what part of your story, because obviously I'm kind of taking the listeners through your life, your, your timeline, right? Because obviously I want to get into the, some of the more recent things you're doing and, and what God's been doing in your life recently. But what, at what point did you get introduced to Noah and the, and the people here and obviously this incredible community that we're currently in? I want to know how that kind of fits into the fold of your story and like your upbringing. So actually... Um, starting way back, I met because this goes back. This oh, is this goes, this goes yeah, back yeah, right. way. This goes way way back. So our parents, 
um, all went to the same church for years, and it was Calvary Orlando. They they went to the same church for a really really long time. The first ever like mental note I have of meeting them because we all went to the same church, but we never really met. Um, I remember meeting Allie when she was like 12 and I was 16 years old and it was a long time ago at like one of these, again, commercials and they did acting as well. So Noah and I were always the same age, kind of in the same, um, kind of in the same group when we would get casted for things, all the guys the same age would go out at the same time. Right. And so I would go out for most of the same things that Noah would. And so we would just talk every once in a while, maybe once every two weeks or something like that, I see him at an audition. And that went on for years until I think I was, I think it went on for like a, quite a few years until I was 18 years old. And I remember he was 18, just about to turn 19. And he was like, dude, I saw him at an audition. He's like, bro, um, do you guys want to come to this youth group that we started called Jaywalkers? And I was like, yeah, it sounds really cool. Where is it at? He's like, oh, it's out It's out in this place called Claremont. I was like, bro, I live there. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I was like, absolutely, let's let's go. What, time, what day is it? And he's like, it's on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And I'm like, okay, let's try it. Let's go out. And, uh, and so Wednesday rolled around and I show up at the, I show up, at the youth group and immediately when I open the door, it's just, just like 70 people packed into this tiny little room. Slightly overwhelming. Yeah, it's, it's really overwhelming. It's like, it's, it's really, it's really, really cool. But it felt like 70 people it was probably more like, like 20, 25, but it, the room was really tiny. So it felt like sardines in a can. Um, and as soon as I step in, Mario, Noah's uncle calls me out. He's like, yo, what up tall man in the back? I'm like, Hey, yo, like getting called out the first few seconds of being there. And uh, after the service, I remember talking to Noah. He was like introducing me to some of his friends and stuff. And then he, I was like, yeah, bro, I play guitar. And he's like, dude, you want to play next week? And I was like, sure, why not? I play acoustic. And that literally started the next years upon years upon years after that. Because I'm 25 now and it started when I was 18. So you know what I mean? So cool. um, and so I joined Guitar Net next week and it like, I've never left since. And all leading all the way up into quarantine where we all kind of separated for all the stuff that was going on. And Noah had been in social media for a little while, just like doing more things because he was already in that singing kind of realm. And uh, as soon as quarantine hit, we all started kind of, taking to the internet like everybody was and dude it just set into motion all that you see now moving into that the whole live stream thing all of that social media stuff bro that's such a cool story man a couple of things to pull from that one is how cool is it when god just opens a door and it's it's just a short process like there was no waiting around like you were thrown <laughs> no, right into the deep, that's man. true and dude and these are people that god i believe strategically and purposefully put in your life to become a big part of your life and obviously, this is interesting, bro. There's, I listen to, I love Craig Rochelle. Like, yeah. You know that. A lot of the guys do in the house. But last weekend, he talked about the providence of God and how God will, like, looking looking backwards is one of the coolest things to do just to, like, to affirm the faith that we have in him and mm -hmm. to say one small decision 
trickles and affects so much more into the future. And so when you look back and you're like, man, that one small decision led to this and to our friendship growing stronger. And then that led to us doing social media together. And then that led to God doing, and it's just one thing after another. It's all connected by one decision to be faithful and to do what God called you to do. Dude. How cool is that? 1000%. I think it's, I think the like secular term is called the butterfly effect where a butterfly is so like, uh, it is so um, gentle and so mm-hmm. light, but it was like one one beat of a butterfly's wings caused like an earthquake, like thousands of miles away because of the wind that it impacts or whatever it is. But dude, I love that so much. I even look back to the day that we went to to that audition. I didn't want to go at all. Really? It was one of those auditions. It was one of those auditions where I was like, ugh fine i'll go on this thing like i'm tired of going out on these things and when i did all of this came out of that and i was like holy smokes if you're not where god wants you to be at the right time god's timing is so perfect Mm -hmm. it is it god's timing is perfect there's very little things on this earth that are perfect almost none other than the thing (laughs) other than the thing that the things that he has set into motion and his timing is perfect that is why it's so crucial for us to be in that little window, in that little timing, where everything else, we think, oh, this little thing isn't gonna matter. But if we're inserting ourselves in that little time pocket, God is like, all right, you just lined yourself up for the next 10 years. The trajectory is perfectly straight wow. of where you need to go. So good, man. That's why, oh, dude, it's amazing. I, okay, wait, 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 I gotta say this, I gotta say this. I'm looking up and thinking. I'm looking up and thinking. I think it was, in an airplane, when they're choosing a course and setting a course on where they need to go, if they change trajectory of mm-hmm. the plane by, I think, I think it's an inch, an inch, you will end up miles and miles and miles off of where you are supposed to be. Sure. And we think, oh, this little decision right now isn't going to make a difference. This little sin that I dip my toe in right now isn't going to make a difference. This person that I go out with when I'm not supposed to Mm. isn't going to make a difference. This thing that I drink right now isn't going to make a difference. It's so little. It's so tiny. Listen, you are turning your trajectory just a little bit away from God. Any decision that you make that is not directing you straight towards him it's not bro so i'm getting chills your your goal your goal should be not sort of looks like jesus not kind of is the truth not as kind of watered down because if it is not directly pointed towards him you're going to end off way the other way and there's no gray area when it comes down to the very end it's either heaven or hell there's no in between so you are choosing when you choose things that is not directly pointed towards him you're choosing hell i'm gonna be honest with you wow you're choosing you're choosing hell and that's not me saying that's not me condemning you that's say bro I would not love you. If I, if I really love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. And the truth is you better make sure that every decision you make is lined up with him because I don't want you to fall into that pit. I don't want you to go there. So weigh every decision. The biggest thing the devil's going to try to get you to do, he's going to say, oh man, it doesn't matter. It's a little bit. This is a little, it's a little something, something. Just try it. Just taste this. In the garden. Look at this. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But when Eve ate that apple, just bare, it was a little bite through the traje- the trajectory of the entire world off course. 
everything. We are no different. The little decisions you make will throw your entire bloodline off course if you are not careful, if you are not mindful, listening, following what God has to say. Man, come on. That's so That's good. So, so good. <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing that. Oh. I, I want you to touch on, because I think there there could be some people listening to that that are encouraged by that, but there could be some people that, that might make them a little nervous or scared just because it's like, oh my gosh, every decision has so much weight and pressure. But the good news is, I think, and I'd love for you to speak on this, is just God doesn't ask us to figure out alone. And that's where oh. I think that's where things can get scary is when you try to make the decisions independent from God and you're like, okay, I get it. Like every decision is so heavy, it could change my path. But like, how am I supposed to know what decision to make? And the good news is. The good news is God literally says in the Bible, I was just reading in Proverbs. So here's how God kind of works. Not kind of, this is how he works. He is the he is the overarcher. He he created the entire world. He created you. He created me. He has given us this guide called the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus into your heart, he is like that. He's that calling card that brings you home, that allows you to get to heaven. Now, along with that, there is. It says it's a she. There is a girl or a woman per se, and it's it's, it's a she called wisdom. And it talks about it in Proverbs. And when you acquire wisdom, wisdom allows you to have a long and satisfactory life. It brings you to the ultimate life, which means if you call on wisdom, if you ask for wisdom, it'll guide you to all of those right decisions. Wisdom is is what guides you and what allows you and listening to the Spirit allows you to make all these right decisions. Now, you might think, Oh man, that's super hard. How do I get wisdom? Is it hard to get wisdom? Well, here's the cool thing about it. No, it's not. In Proverbs, in Proverbs it says, "Wisdom cries aloud in the streets." What does that mean? Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. It 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 uh and and don't quote me on this. I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the exact words, so God forgive me. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. It 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 uh preaches at the city gates. Here's what that means. Wisdom is not hiding. It didn't say wisdom is in this pot underneath somebody's sink in the middle of the Amazon. No, <laughs> it said wisdom cries aloud in the streets, which means, oh, I want wisdom. Let me go out to the, let me go out to the front yard. Let me take it out of my mailbox. Let me wake up, step out, and, and just ask God for wisdom. It is readily available. God says wisdom is here. All you have to do is ask for it. So to answer your question, so don't good. be scared. Don't be scared if that's something you're worried about. Be confident that God gave wisdom to be readily available to you to be able to make these decisions, which means here's the thing. God has set it up. You have all the tools that you need. You just need to ask for the access. Ask for everything. He says, knock and the door shall be open. He's not lying about that. He's telling the truth. He's been knocking the door shall be open. If you ask for wisdom, Wisdom will be given to you. If you ask for knowledge, knowledge will be given to you. If you ask for grace, God, just please forgive me of my sins. Please give me knowledge. God is the only person that enjoys when somebody is needy. Mm. He's the only person that enjoys when somebody is needy. Because like if you had a girlfriend and she's like, oh, I need this. Oh, please help me with this. Oh, please pay for this. Oh, please. You're going to be like, okay, girl, chill. <laughs> I need to please step back. I need a few seconds. But God's like, yo, ask me. Ask me. You, okay, wisdom? All right, got you. God, please, like, I'm hurting inside. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you so much for all that you've done. 
Call on Him. Yearn for Him. Desire Him. Think on things that are good, upright, righteous, and holy. Mm. Constantly pray consistently. That's what He says. He wants you to be needy for that. And if you are needy and and almost clingy to Christ, bro, He's gonna be like, oh my gosh, this person loves me. I can trust Him with more. I can I can give Him direction. If you're like God, I I, I, I like. I just need more from you. I desire you. I just need to be with you. God's going to start revealing stuff to you. He's going to start allowing you to make bigger steps, find out which jobs you need to take, find out who you need to pray for, find out what you need to eat to grow, what you need to eat to lose weight. All of these different little things that people are so stressed out about, they forget, yo, I could have just asked. There's been so many times in my life, sorry if I'm rambling. No, I love it. I, I can resonate with this, I for sure. Bro, there's been so many times in my life where I was like, man, I've been searching for hours. Why can't I find like my keys? Why can't I find my wallet back home? And my mom was like, oh yeah, it's, it's right there where it's supposed to be. Why don't you just ask me? Why don't, you know I clean up all the time. You know I know where everything's at because I'm mom. I just I, I make rounds. That's why I know. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so you mean all this time I stressed out, I cursed God, I was mad at my wife, mad at my girlfriend, mad at my boyfriend, mad at all these different things. And this whole time I could have just asked God and say, God, hey, please help me with this. And he's like, ah, there we go. Okay, yeah, here we go. Just keep asking him. Ask him for wisdom, cry out for wisdom. And if you're at your breaking point, Great. All you got, like, you got nowhere else to go but up. This is a great place for you to be. You have no other choices but then to ask God, cry out for wisdom. There is no insecurities in this. The more confident you are in just letting it out, mm-hmm. even if you have to, even if you have to get alone, scream into a pillow, just be like, <laughs> God, help me. I'm done. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the car just screaming at God in a in a help me kind of way. Not I'm mad at God, but just help me. Surrendering. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of doing all this stuff. Just please give me wisdom. Give me this. Give me that. And all of a sudden, just he's like, finally, you asked me. Okay, there's a piece that passes understanding. You're good now. You're okay. Dude. And I'm like, dang, man. I could have felt like this the whole time. <laughs> But sometimes it does take, you know, you to go through that for you to learn that. Exactly. And then God, you know, allows you to, he just, there's so much you can learn from those experiences too. Mm-hmm. And most of us have been through it. So. I sure have. Yeah, oh, me too. I'm sure I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. And I, I appreciate you really diving into that because I think that's really helpful. And I'm, I'm hopeful that someone listening to this can take that, you know, all of it, parts of it, and just apply it to what they're going through in their own life. The other cool thing I was going to point out um, of what you said earlier was I don't think people realize how long jaywalkers has been a thing. Obviously, there's a ton of relevance right now. And there's so many cool things that God is doing with the music and the conference in two and a half weeks. And like, it's so fun to see that. But I would love for you to quickly talk on um, just jaywalkers as a whole and, and how this has been a journey that God has been building into through you guys and, and how it's obviously, you know, becoming something bigger as of right now. 100%. Oh, dude, I love this. Okay, so first of all, the the term jaywalkers, everybody's like, oh man, you crossing the street when you're not supposed to cross? No, it means 
J, so it's spelled out J W L K R S, and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to everybody and be like, yo, we should probably change this to what I, like something else. I'm about to tell you what it is, um, but it stands for Jesus Walkers, living known and resisting status quo. So basically, like we just we're we're inspired to inspire, inspired to inspire other people to walk like Jesus and resist what the world is thrown at them. And that's kind of, that's kind of like the basis of it. And this started way back in 2015 where just a small little youth group and just a group of people, I wasn't there yet. And it was Noah and Mario, Mario Medley and everybody just like, we're just, we're just starting off hungering after God, trying to build stages, learning how to put up lights and all of those things. And it gradually felt like our sporadic paths gradually just came into place and started lining up with our vision that was like reaching people and growing this to another level and so years went by and uh as we worked together in this church we like months and months were put into just us being at the church whether it was designing something writing something setting up music setting up lights tearing down things for the other churches like whatever it was it was almost like God was cooking something up. And it was almost like the training ground for what was to come. And so it was a youth group and then turned into a church. And then we were in like this church where we did church services for a while. And I think one of the things that people mistake God's calling for is um, something that is in a box where, all right, this is the one thing that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. When God clearly says, seasons are a thing. There's a time to dance. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to be joyful. There's a time for everything. Seasons are built to create uh, like, like vi- a vibrant lifestyle. They're designed to, to be that way so that life is incredible. And so we shifted from youth group to church and people might think oh did the youth group fail no just the season we were in for a youth group turned into now turned into a church sure and now we were in this church mode for a while where we did a ton of different things and then eventually covid hit and dropped us all into this online state we're all like what are we gonna do and then the people are like oh well did the church fail no seasons change so that now the calling has switched into something else. And then eventually after the church, now we moved to online teaching to where we had Zoom calls of four or 500 people all coming together every week, Incredible. having Bible study in, in small groups. And this all happened without like, this wasn't, and it was from people all over the world. Literally, we had people watching from Ireland and China and all these places. And literally people like, people who are watching that were saying, yo, I cannot let anybody I'm talking about this. Cause like I will get condemned from my family. Wow. I will be condemned from my family. And like, I can be like, actually like for, for different things like that. And we had all these people coming and like yearning after God together. And then eventually after that ran its course, people say, well, well, did those things fail? No, God started rising up and opening the doors for music and turning this into worship. And now we're in this like era right now where we felt called to conference and a conference, which we have coming up here in, in the next couple of weeks. And so now we're, now we're just praising God with worship and music 
and and doing our first conference we don't know what we're doing we don't know so what cool. we're doing but the funny thing is, is the guy we're following the god we're following knows everything and anything anything and everything in this area so all we know all we have to do is know how to follow and so that's the current state of jaywalkers is we're just a collective of people who are yearning after christ who are trying our best to sing music and listen to that and do whatever it takes to get there dude come on man it's so cool to see how god has just taken a you know the small faith to start it and what he's done through consistent steadfast faith through the process we're recording this episode on september 14th 2023 i cannot wait to go back and look at this oh. and like, dude god what has god done through jaywalk what season are we gonna be in next you know what i mean how yeah. cool is that so that's amazing dude i want to i want to continue to move through your story obviously these are the things that kind of were a big part of your life growing up and are obviously still relevant but i want to talk about the introduction of social media into your life creating content starting to put out videos pictures whatever how did that even start for you and why did you start that process of putting yourself out there and creating content well it was interesting because it didn't happen on purpose so i have this buddy of mine named austin funny enough he does like drum videos where like he uh he like throws paint all over the drums and then he, he beats on it and then like the paint splatters up everywhere and i remember he had a little bit of success and it started like really growing for him he's like dude you should just go on and like post something, just whatever it is. And I remember the first video that I ever posted on TikTok and it was actually me and I was in Honduras and, and it was back, I, I used to do videography for a Christian company, a small background uh, for a Christian company. And um, so I would like, was able to travel around and like be able to see different sites and different things like that. But I remember being at one of the places we were staying at, the hotel, and I just go into the bathroom and it had cool reverb. And then I started singing this song, right? I sang this song and it was terrible. It was really bad, but I posted it anyway. And then I was like, I posted it, it did absolutely nothing. And I, I texted my friend, I'm like, bro, I was like, Austin, I was like, dude, this did absolutely nothing. This was being an overnight this, success. This sucked, it's supposed to be really good. And uh, he was like, dude, just keep posting, just keep posting, see what happens. And then so I kept posting a few more videos and then like 10 videos in, I did this, I, I shot this video with my little brother where I, he stuck a ruler in the door and I closed the door. I tried to close the door of the bathroom. And then every time I opened it, the ruler came out. And I tried to close it again. And he <laughs> slipped the ruler in last second. And that video just blew up. To where it was, it just did insane. And I remember like a ton of people saving it as like their top three favorite uh, TikTok of like the year or something like that. And I was like, this is so weird. And I got like 10,000 followers off of it. I was like, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and then so... I, I kind of got hooked. I was like, this is interesting. I guess there can be a little success in it. So then I started just posting a bunch of random videos and it did all right. It did like cool. I think I got up to like maybe a hundred something thousand. But at the time I was full time at this ministry that I was at, still doing videography four days a week, traveling twice a month all over the place. And so I wasn't able to put a ton of time into it. Um, but then a few months after that, or a, a, yeah, a decent amount of months after that, um, was when quarantine hit. And as soon as that happened, I said a little bit of this earlier, but as soon as that happened, uh, Noah and Allie, Noah, Allie, Carol, and Colby started posting more videos. 
And I was like, ooh, this is exciting. Like, everybody do it. And they started doing really good. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is exciting. It's like my friend group. But it, but you could we couldn't go see each other. Yeah. So now it's just like over the phone, like uh, me texting everybody. I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, you guys are doing great. And then they started live streaming and doing really good on that as well. And I was like, dang, I got to figure out how to get over there. Because being together in a body and working together and having the inspiration as a unit sure. is something that's like, it's like, yes, you can be successful by yourself, uh, but it's so much fun doing it together as a team. And so I remember texting Noah and I was like, bro, like, I, can I come over for a little bit? And I, I remember I was like, they were like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't like go out or something like that for two weeks, and I was like, done, I'm staying in the house for don't two weeks. Don't bring us COVID. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, so I came over and I remember sitting here in his room actually right over there. And I was like, dude, I was like, I really want to join you guys. This is so much fun. I love, cause I was a sucker for creativity. Like anything that it had to do with creating any kind of video. I loved videography. I loved all of those things. And, um, and I remember just talking to him. He's like, let me see what I could do. Let me see what I could do. And then, so I was like, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I remember like two days later he talks to his dad and he's like, yeah, He's like, we want to, we want to bring you in and start it. And they had already started like recapture management and stuff like that. And I was like, let's do it. And so dude, we started creating content together and God was like, all right, now that we have like a decent sized body, let's take this to another level. And then it just started scaling and started growing way more than I honestly could say I ever deserved. And it was like, we just kept working together. The wild thing was, was the only way it succeeded was if we did it together. Mm. That was it. If we tried to do stuff by ourselves, it would suck. So it was good. really bad. So God like put this contingency in place. He's like, yo, oh, this will work as long as you do it together. And I remember just being in the middle of that and being like, wow, this is, this is wild. I'm growing my own platform, mm. right? I'm growing my, my exposure. I'm growing my stuff. And then God was like, hey, by the way <laughs> he's like this isn't yours i'm like what do you mean he's like this like this could be your this could be your like i think it's your success or your demise i think that's the right word i'm not sure don't don't take my word for it but he started telling me that and i was like oh okay none of this is mine mm. that's the heart none of this is mine and he started making sure that no matter what I still, to this day, heart check myself. I call them heart checks. I remember sitting on that bench from the first day I decided to start saying, God, if this was taken all to, if this was taken away all today, would I be fine? Yes. The answer is yes. He could take everything from me right now and I would be 1000% fine. And I tell, that, I tell myself that all the time. And so that was how I stepped into this thing. And to this day, it has been grow a platform so that you can spread the word of God. Not a sink, because a lot of times people start in this and they start growing and mine's not even big like that. Like it's, it's all right, but it's not like some of the people that you've seen. But a lot of times people grow to a certain point and they're like, ooh, well, if I say something about God, could get me canceled. So, you know, I'm gonna water it down. I'm gonna water it down a little bit. Mm, come on. And uh, they'll still get the point, right? And so... God, from the very beginning, and I can confidently say this, he never was like, post this specific preaching video or post this specific thing 
I just want you to post what it's like to live a life of Christ and be Love clean it. and be fun and keep doing that. And people are like, well, you're just saying that. I was like, yeah, well, you can think that, but no, that's genuinely what I feel is just, this is what, this is what a life with Christ looks like without all, like I, we could still have fun as Christians because there's such a big, there's such a negative connotation of Christians can't have any fun. So like just like what four things that you can't do as Christians like sex before marriage, drugs, drinking, anything that puts you out of your mind a little bit of that, bro. You can do mostly everything else, right? That's right. And so, I finally felt probably about three or four months ago, God was like, "All right, now it's time to start turning and start posting stuff that like heavily has to do with me." And so I am so excited. I am so excited because we are going to start posting a lot more preaching and a lot more ministering and a lot more things. It's almost like now that the relationship is there, man, just let her rip and you'll be fine. And so why I build social media, why I do this is not for me. It's for God. Like, honestly, I'm going to be bold right now and speak against anybody who is like, oh, like, I, I don't get on TikTok because it's of the world. I don't get on Facebook because there's bad stuff on there. I don't get on Instagram because all of all of this. Let me tell you something. That is the most shallow-minded thing you could ever have. That is the most shallow-minded mindset. Think about this. And here's, here's why I'm being so forceful about this. Because there's a lot of people who didn't get on TikTok because, oh, it's a little dancing thing. There's a lot of trash on there. No dip. It's the world. The world has evil in it, but you still go out into the world. Think about it. It's good. You still go out into the world. You're not like, oh my gosh, the evil's out into the world. I'm not going out into the world. No, you're going out there because that's where that's who needs to be saved. If I'm going, oh man, I don't want to go on TikTok because there's bad things on there. No dip. It's the world, which means it needs to be reached. It's a tool to be used. If everybody's watching TikTok right now, and I'm not taken what God has put inside of me and spread it, use this tool to spread it out to the world on TikTok to get it in front of the eyes of the people that need it. I'm just being selfish. Sure. I just, I'm for my self-righteousness. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to, I don't want to dirty my robes with TikTok because there's bad people on it. Yeah. Those are the people that need it. Mm. It is a tool to be used. And how about this? If that still doesn't make sense to you, money. Can you do good stuff with money? Of course. Can you do bad stuff with money? Absolutely. Do you still do do you still use money? Every day. Exactly. You can do good stuff with TikTok. It's you could a tool. do you could do bad stuff with TikTok, but we still use it because it's a tool. It depends on how you use it. Mm. And if God's directed you and has a word for you, and you literally have something powerful that is built up inside of you, it burns inside of you like a fire, that you have a cell phone, that you have a word that somebody needs to hear, and you can reach millions of people by literally filming this in 30 seconds and pressing a button on your phone. When Paul Paul and everybody used to have to travel weeks and months to get one word to one church, now we can reach millions of people by pressing a button and you don't want to do it because there's bad stuff on there? Wow. I'm sorry. Oh God, I got a little over. It's good, bro. <laughs> so anyway. one, you know, one of the biggest things, like, I have so much respect for you. I have so much respect for just the entire community here, and the and the type and style of content they put out. Obviously, your faith is a big part of it, but you're not preaching every single day in every single video. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that's bad for some people that are called to. I think it's amazing, 
and it sounds like you're getting called to step into that, but just the fact that you can still be a Christian. Your, your faith, your identity in Christ is who you are. It's, it, doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be like, you can still do other things, but that's just a part of who you are. And so that's going to come out in different ways, whether it's deliberately you sharing the gospel and talking about Jesus himself, or you're just living with, with the Holy Spirit inside of you. And so that's been one of the coolest things that I've enjoyed seeing, not just you, but everyone here. And the, the, the type of content and the way that God's been able to use that and reach people. It's been so cool. Dude, this is, one, some, this is something that I told somebody the other day. Following Christ, right? And being a Christian is not something that I carry. It is not something that I carry with me. It's not something that I put on. It's not something that I'm just like stepping into every once in a while. It is a part of my DNA. What happens when something is a part of your DNA? You can't get rid of it. You can't tear it apart. If I touch something right there, if I touch something or something like that, the FBI can come and be like, oh yeah, that's Austin. That was Austin right there. We, we ran him up with the database. I, that wasn't even anything. All of this, if I drink your drink, somebody can come by and be like, oh yeah, Austin, I dusted that one off. Austin drank some of that, right? That's because it's a part of your identity. You can't get rid of it. Everything you touch, it's left on it. If Jesus is something you carry around or it's a shirt, a fun shirt, this is my, this is my like Gucci that I put on. This is my, my thing that I wear on Sunday. It's the nice, nice that only like when people see it, I'm living life for other people, mm. right? There's a lot of things. That, honestly, I learned a lot of this from wearing Jordans. And here's what I mean. <laughs> people say, oh my gosh, you're creasing your Jordans. I'm like, you're not. I'm using mine. I'm, do, I'm wearing my comfy shoes because I like my comfy shoes. I'm not wearing them for you. Yeah. I don't care what they look like on the outside like that. I'm wearing them because I enjoy them. That's who I am. That's good. Right? That's who I am as a person. It's a part of my DNA. You can't remove it from me. When I got Jesus inside me, when it's a part of your DNA, I'm going to touch you. That means Jesus ain't coming off of you. That's, that's, it, it's installed in you. It's overflowing inside of you. It's a part of who you are. You need to make Jesus and your relationship a part of your DNA to where it just doesn't move. It is immovable. Come on, bro. That's so good, man. I want to talk to you because you bring up some really, I mean, you, you have great perspective where you're sitting in this current moment and you can, you're can you able to look back at when you started social media to where you are now and you've learned so much. But even like different trends that have gone well, like the hat trend, for example, that's one I'm sure, I'm sure, you, I don't know if you're comfortable speaking about. It's, just, it's crazy because I remember seeing those videos. But my question for you is, I mean, I'd love for you to talk on that particular trend and like what sparked it and what that's done in your life. But how has your perspective changed on the magnitude and the power of social media? Because of, you know, just the virality of the nature of the the platform and like what can come from, you know, a video going crazy and, and that reach you could potentially have as no, a creator. I got you. Okay. Uh, our battery is exhausted here. Let me, before we go any further, let okay. me, let me change this out. All right, sick. Ha ha. Back to business. Back to business. <laughs> Change the battery. Let's go. Um, do you want me to just re-ask that question? Yes. Or do you want me to, okay, perfect. So it's so cool to see, obviously, when you started, when you got into social media to where you are now, you can look back and there's just so much perspective you've gained, so much you've learned in that process. But there have been certain trends or pieces of content that have obviously gone viral, such as your hat trend that just absolutely exploded and took over the internet. That's, that's one of the first times I ever saw you. Whoa, bro! Really? I swear on my for you page. I was like, "Who is this guy flipping his hat around?" I'm sure many people listening know the trend. I mean, it, it was viral worldwide. In fact, this is a kind of a quick little funny story that I'll share. We were in Israel earlier this year, 
And I remember, bro, and and that that trip in itself is a whole other topic, but like it was an amazing way that God worked there. But I remember kids coming up to you in Israel and saying, you're the hat guy, you're the hat guy. And just the, the impact, and that goes directly into my question. Did you realize, or where did you realize that social media truly has this power of just massive worldwide, almost exponential impact where you can put out a video and literally reach and get in front of the entire world. It was it was really weird. It was really weird and really interesting. I, I think it was the first time that I guess I saw, like you said, it was the first time I saw what was possible with the, I guess it's not, let me see if I can figure out how to say this. I saw what was possible with the right amount, like the right amount of intentionality, which the right amount of intentionality does not have to be like, it doesn't have to be massive feats of strength or massive equations or massive videos. It just has to be the right amount of different things. And I honestly took a lot from, I honestly took a lot from that video or those videos because it made me realize what a little bit of intentionality or the right amount of intentionality in somebody else's life can make how big of an impact because those videos were like like it was something stupid that's just how i put my hat on ever since i was little like i literally did it right before we were on here it's just because i have so much hair it was like how, how i put it on and then it was just right moment right time made maximum impact and i remember thinking wow Imagine if I'm at right moment, right time with God, maximum impact, what that can do, right? And some small little video just like, bro, blew up. And I was like, there's no way this is actually a thing. What kind of impact we can make for God with this? It's almost like God was like, this is what's possible as like, this is what the tool's capable of. Wow. Now use this tool for me. And it just got me so, so excited to be able to keep creating and re-inspired of what's possible and what's like, what's actually there. Because a lot of people are just minor tweaks away from success, Mm. minor tweaks away from like maximum impact, but they give up. And when they have failures, they're like, oh, well, well, this isn't going to work anymore. I might as well give up. When in reality, it's just like God saying, oh, pivot a little bit, change this, change that. Get, Get like God is in those details. He's in those little tiny things. And so, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest things that stuck out to me is like the right intentionality. It doesn't have to be crazy amounts of effort. It just needs to be the right amount and where God wants you to be. So good, man. I love that. I want to talk to you about that's a ton of, you know, your your career in social media started primarily you making TikTok videos. And obviously, I'm sure you were posting on Instagram. But this whole, um, just the start of you posting on YouTube. And, and going to long form content, which is for people listening, I'm sure they have like a surface level understanding of the difference, but like that's a whole different brain power. That's a whole different creative like process. What was that kind of like? And how have you been called to and passionate about like sharing your life in, in a, I guess, a more detailed, more vulnerable way where they're getting to know you a lot more than just, you know, a shorter video? What has that been like for you? Um, I think I learned, I think I learned one of the biggest things and and to just kind of shortcut this whole thing. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned from YouTube was that at least for a life 
like that that we have because Allie and I or because people were following like Allie and I's relationship and we were doing like the YouTube vlogs and all of those different things what we learned was people respected the fun stuff because we gave them like the whole story it wasn't just it wasn't just yo this is us having fun it was these are the arguments we were having this is how we resolved it and then this is us having fun because a lot of times people see the glamorous things and they're like oh my gosh these people never fight these people never do anything when when in reality there's so many mis miscommunications that come through but then nobody talks about them because they feel awkward about them and Allie and I were like, you know what? We like, as long as there's a resolution to this, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. If we're in an argument, right? Because we've literally been on screen and we've like been arguing, <laughs> and then we'll actually resolve it on screen because it's like, all right, these these are the steps that I've been through. These are the steps that I've gone through. And so, not being like, don't be shy with something that you've beat. If it's something that you're still still struggling with and you're like you never beat it and you keep letting it get a hold of you, then I can see where you're like, well, this is something I like I want to hold on to, whatever it is. But if you if you've gone through like a pornography addiction and you beat it, be like, yo, I beat that. Here's how to beat it. Right? If you've gone through like different things, different addictions that you've been through, whatever that is, as long as you bro walk through it with people people respect you even more for those things than they would just saying oh yeah i never had an addiction like that i never did this i never did that because it's not about living a perfect life it's more of like just show them what's real show people what's real and like god will bless it Mm. integrity is such an important thing on there and i can honestly say that everything that we've put out even videos that we've been like yeah we should probably delete that because it doesn't stand for what we believe in like we we need to make sure that everything we put out is right and upstanding with God. So good, bro. And it's really cool because I think I don't know if people look at it this way, at least I'm sure some do, but the way I look at it is like, yes, there are there's a lot of people out there that are like, Man, I wish I could be a YouTuber, I wish I could be a, you know, famous on TikTok, whatever. But there's a level of service that you and and Allie and the rest of the people here are committing to to obviously ne- never be perfect, but to like do what God's called you to and expose your life in a way that's vulnerable but also with the intention of trying to help people at the same time. And I think there's there's a dynamic that I, th- I just want people to like realize and have a better understanding of like, you are taking a lot of time out of your life in this season to do your best job. And it's not your whole life, but it's a part of your life to share what God's doing in this current time. And that's an act of service. That's an act of you being obedient to what God's called you to. But you know, there are millions of people around the world that are getting to benefit from that, that obedience and that servanthood to sharing that content with the world, which is pretty special. Dude, honestly, glory to God. I'd rather somebody be seeing those videos yeah. because it like it does it does take a lot of work, but in the end to see the people that like I go through and read most all the comments to see the people that have been blessed by it and the like that have been inspired by the different things and the different stuff that like God has said through us, it makes it all worth it. For sure. So I literally I'll go through whatever lengths it takes to get those things out. That's awesome. And the, the other cool part about it is there's obviously this massive impact that it's having positively on people, but the documentation of the content 
you guys are gonna be able to go look back on that. I know. How I cool thought is that? About, you know I, I mean? thought about that. Like, even if, like, say, potentially, Allie and I got married or something like that. Potentially. Potentially. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. You know. Any, Hopefully. Any <laughs> <laughs> you want to share anything on the podcast? No, I really want to. I really <laughs> want to do it. You know, we ain't God's timing. Um, but uh, <laughs> I thought he puts it out. <laughs> the podcast title: <laughs> Austin and Allie getting married. Austin announces engagement day. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, oh my gosh. I think I might have lost my train Just of thought. Do- documents process for you to then go back and look and yes. this is all recorded. We can have fun and enjoy I it. I know. I thought about how cool it would be like for your kids to go back and look at those things because I wish that I've like I've asked my parents, like, do you guys have any kind of videos from when you guys were younger and different things? So it is really cool to do. So if you guys are if anybody's wondering on if you should start, if anything, like if your heart is for people, it'll succeed. If your heart is for people, it'll succeed. If your heart is for money, it's gonna fail. You might have a little bit of success in it, but longevity, it's it's not gonna last. It's not gonna stand the distance. So go into it. If your heart is at all for people, go into it. Just document a little bit of your life and then like pray for people and ask people how they're doing. Write it in the comments, whatever it is. I would definitely inspire you to do that because you might be impacting, even if you impact one person, you said, who was in the comments and were like, yo, this changed my life. That's a win. Mm. That is an incredible win. I love that. And I think too, it's cool to see, one, to capture the memory in the moment and look back and be like, man, that was such a good moment that we had together, that experience. But also to look back and see the progress that you've personally made. Like just to, to see the growth that you've had from where you started to where you are now and to see the way God's worked in different ways in your life and, and matured you and, and grew you into the person that you're constantly becoming. I think that's pretty cool too. Dude, glory to God, man. Glory to God. Cause I mean, that's the only thing I desire. Like I genuinely just desire growing. Yeah. I've, got, I've kind of gotten to a place. <laughs> I don't know if it's a scary place or not, but I've gotten to a place where I don't care if the answer is a yes or a no. I used to have a preference. Like, it used to be like, God, please, like, please make this, like, the, the trip that I go on. Please make this the calling that I have on my life. I've gotten so focused on just moving that I'm like, God, yes or no. Give me either. Mm. Give me either of them. I'm more concerned about if I'm standing still. If I'm standing still trying to choose an answer, I'd rather be moving and, like, just going forward. Yes or no. Just give me it. I don't care what the answer is. Just give me what, give me the right one, and I will move forward. And I think that I think that pulls out a lot, and it it gets a lot of distractions out of the way, because I'm not hind- I'm not like swayed by money, I'm not swayed by exposure, I'm not swayed by anything. I'm not like, oh, like this is this can get me on TV and everybody's gonna know my name. What's what the heck's that that gonna do for anybody? It's more just like, no, is this right? No, all right. Is this right? Okay, cool. Losing everything else? Got it. I'll go live in a one-bedroom house, whatever that looks like. I don't care. But I know this is where I'm supposed to be. I'd rather know exactly where I'm supposed to be than to feel kind of lost and like had everything that I wanted. For sure, man. No, I love that. And that's such a that's such a good heart posture to have. And I think, you know, hopefully people listening to this can just be encouraged by that, knowing that like, look, as long as God's in it, you're in good shape. That's that's literally you can boil that's it down it. to that. And that you know, man, this has been, dude, this has been such a fun episode. Honestly, so fun. bro, you're the kind of guy, dude, I could sit here and talk to you for 
endless hours. Like we it has be, been endless hours. How long we've been doing this thing? We've been rolling this thing forever. <laughs> um, but I like on all seriousness, dude. I'm I'm so thankful for you as a as a brother, as family forever, and just the the person you are, man. You've made such a deep impact on me. Even obviously building our friendship over the last however long, you know, when I met you, and I guess over two years ago now. But in this particular season of getting a chance to live in the house with you, man, it's been crazy. Um, but I'm just, I'm just so thankful for you, bro. And I'm so thankful for your heart and just the fact that you'd come on here and share your story and the things that you've been through with our community. And hey, man, it's really, really special, man. Dude, I honestly appreciate it. And to tell you this as well, it has been a major honor getting to know you as well as a person. I remember when you first came in, when Doug first came in the house, I was like, oh gosh, dang it. Try not like, I have, when I, when I see somebody that I like and my spirit's just like, yeah, go ahead, trust them. My brain says, don't trust too fast. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want to mess up. I don't want to place my trust somewhere and then like the trust be broken and stuff. So I automatically was like, tr- like my body was like, trust Doug, trust Doug and just like let him in. And I was like, no, stop. Like, Don't trust Doug too fast. But genuinely, since you came in, it has been a massive pleasure. I've learned a lot from you with your lifestyle, your dedication, the way you respect your temple, your body, and work through things and your consistency in things. It is a very, very, like I aspire to be like that because you have a lot of areas that you are succeeding in your life that I am, that I am working on. And so it is, I look up to that a whole lot. And if anybody's wondering whether or not this is something that you guys want to follow or like invest your time into or listen to more, he has dedicated time. He has dedicated a lot of hours. He has dedicated a lot of just honorable intentionality into this. And I know this is exciting because I know everything that you touch. And I, I think we talked about this a little while ago. You, you did. You were telling me about this. We talked about it a little while ago that I know that everything that you touch is going to turn to gold as long as you keep pushing keep praying just like joseph and keep that dedication and one of the wild things about joseph is his story it said everything he touched turned to gold but he also was in a pit he was also uh beaten he was also in a prison he was also there as he was forgotten he was in all these places but in exactly where god wanted him to be in perfect will in um just and so that that place regardless of the answer, regardless of what your aim looks like or Kaizos looks like, regardless of what that looks like, as long as you focus and make sure you know where you are supposed to be, that is where your peace is at. You should be chasing peace and not chasing success. It's good. If you chase peace, success will be a byproduct. I love that, bro. It'll be a byproduct of it. So do not chase that exposure or that success. Chase that peace that you are in exactly the, you are aligned. And byproduct, finances, all of those things will be just, that'll just be a byproduct of everything that you do. Come on, bro. That's so good. And you know, one thing, guys, another really good podcast to listen to is Ali Schnacki's podcast. Oh, yeah. You were on that recently. Ali is amazing. Amazing. And one of the things you guys talked about that I think is relevant here is just that, God makes can make a way so so great that only he can get the credit for this. Whether yeah. it be with this show, with this podcast, with your life, with my life, with the people listening their lives, pray that God does something in your life and makes a way and that you're obedient to the calling that he has for you that is so great mm-hmm. that only he can get the credit. That you can take zero credit yeah. for what he's doing. And I, that's my that's my prayer for for my own life for this podcast, for the businesses I'm involved in, for your life, for Jay Walker's, all the things that we touch. 
that God is so big and so great in it that only he can get glory for it. And then when the people look at it, all they see is him. Dude, 100% that we are 100% glory reflectors. Like that is all that we see. Like we're built like mirrors, bro. Like when people look at us, all they see is Christ. That is it. Honestly, I hit this point where I was, I know we got to go in a second. It's going to late. But I hit this point where I was like, man, back me into a corner. Like back me into a corner where there's no way out so that when something miraculous happens, there's no, oh, it was this, oh, it was that. It was like, nope, that was God. That was 100% him. There was no question about that. But the, the crazy part about that is you have to have that like mentality of trust him, trust him, trust him, no matter how stressful, no matter how, how it looks like there is no way out, trust him with your life to that end. And he's going to make a way when there was no way. Even there was, I, this verse popped up in my head. A story about Peter, when Peter was locked up in the jail at night, all of a sudden, he's in chains. All of a sudden, angel comes, unlocks the door, takes him out of the chains, walks him out past the guards, out into the city streets, and then the guards had no idea what happened. Peter literally became invisible, and there was no way out of that situation physically. No, There was no blocks loose at the back of the cage or the back of the cell or whatever it was. It was like no questions asked. God did it. And I want, oh, bro. exactly like you, I want my life to be no questions asked. I, didn't, I don't know how I got here. I want to just show up and be like, whoa, look what God did. This was none of me. All I was doing was listening and being a vessel. All I need to know is how to follow. So good, man. And it's not even about having a following or to have this much money or this much success. It's just about that. Like God is so in it that no, when they, when they see it, they're like, there's no question. No question. No question. No question. Dude, you're the man. Absolutely love you, bro. You're so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you? I know probably most of the people listening to this probably already follow you, but like (laughs) where can people engage with you, follow you, be a part of your journey and support you? Uh, all over social media at Austin T Armstrong. I'm pretty sure you just type that in. And we'll, I'll probably show up at some point. You'll show up. <laughs> I, I hope so. If not, well, catch you later. <laughs> Let's go, Austin. Thank you so much, man. This has been a blast. It's been. A, thank you so much for having me on this, bro. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the Aim Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation, and if you found value in it, I ask that you kindly share this with a friend. We want to continue to grow this community and help more and more people every single day. If you have any questions for me, if I can ever help you anyway, please reach out to me at Doug Elks on all social. I'd be happy to help you out. Let's get after this week. Let's crush it. And as always, keep ambition in mind.